What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Hit Points Podcast. Thank you for all of your support. It's been so great to hear from you guys, uh, you know, and we really appreciate you listening and sharing it amongst your friends. So uh, something I wanted to plug really quick before we get into the meat of the episode, um, we we will have a Gen Con presence for those of you who will be in Indianapolis next week, August 1st through the 4th. Yes, then we will be at Gen Con, and you can, if you're not there, then you can see us still. You can still, we'll be all over GenCon.tv, excuse me, Twitch.tv slash GenCon.tv. Uh, we'll be live streaming through GenCon's official Twitch stream. Of, we'll have a Rat Queens RPG that Emily is the GM of, which you can, you know, she t- does that on Twitch.tv slash HyperRPG. But we're doing a live episode at GenCon, which, you know, so we're doing that Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I'll be hosting as well in the daytime on Saturday. Uh, I think 9 a.m. Eastern Time is I'll be doing a the walk along IRL stream. We're going to be doing a bunch of stuff, so just make sure to tune in Twitch.tv slash GenConTV to see your hit points host uh, along with our hyper RPG, our hyper RPG family. So without further ado, guys, let's go ahead and refill our hit points. Welcome back, everyone. Here are our new episode of Hit Points. I am your host, Matt Savato, joined by my amazing co-host, Naeem Stewart. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. Good, uh, good, I'm good. very excited for today's episode. I'm bummed Emily is not here with us today, mm-hmm. but we have another very special guest today, the CEO of Hyper RPG, Ms. Malika Lim. Oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah. That's Thank you. you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Seriously. Uh, you know, I did, I've we've been wanting to have you on. For a while, uh, and because Emily wasn't here, I'm like, oh, this is a great opportunity, but we should come back again after this anyways. Yes. Anytime. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, lots of exciting things happening here at Hyper RPG and also at Gen Con next week, like you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a good time to be alive, making games and playing them. Oh, yeah, definitely. And if you guys don't know Hyper RPG, for anyone who... Don't, don't hasn't heard of this podcast from Hyper RPG. What have you uh, been living underneath a rock? Right. Uh, how would you describe Hyper to people who've never been a part of? Uh, uh, well, Hyper RPG is short for Hyper Rabbit Power Go, and it is a network of friends and awesome content creators on Twitch and YouTube. Go to twitch.tv slash hyperrpg or youtube.com slash hyperrpg to check out some awesome content. We cover movies, video games, tabletop RPGs, board games, card games, nerdy stuff, TV shows, movies. I think I repeated myself. Video games. Keep repeating yourself. Yes, yes. Lots of <laughs> lots of fun stuff. Even tabletop wargaming. That's when you know when you're a real nerd. Naeem's shaking his head because he is on that show <laughs> as well. And... Uh, my mission as CEO is to create a platform for underrepresented voices in these uh, geeky fandom spaces. So I think you're doing an excellent job. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, me, if you guys don't know this about uh, me and Naeem, that's how we. I mean, we met before, but we worked together at Hyper RPG before, and that's how we met Emily no, through Hyper. We, I, we met because I was. They needed help. Yeah, we met before you worked at Hyper, but then was, we worked uh, together. I was PAing, PAing at Hyper. Yeah, and you won. You won. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you won that's, a <laughs> that's you why won I won a computer. <laughs> <laughs> P 
PA as in production yeah, production assistant. assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's how I met you because you was GMing. That's the first time you were GMing. Yeah, it was the One Piece thing, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 If it wasn't for Hyper, we wouldn't have this or each other. So yeah. thank Aww. you, Hyper. Yeah. That's true. Or a place to record. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or a place to record live uh, from Hyper RPG Studios yeah. right now. Uh, well, anyways, guys, let's get on into the meat of this episode. Uh, first off, guys, what have you guys? What have you all been playing? All right, so I just pulled this up on my phone. It's a lot of advertisements, but it's kind of fun. Uh, it's called Super Slime Simulator. Wait, wait, oh wait, my god. Wait, wait, it looks like pudding. I know, it looks like I just blew your mind. So for those of you who are listening on the podcast, it's, uh, got, it's there's a lot of advertisements for oh. this game. And I finally was like, you know what, that looks really relaxing. So uh, I, I thought I might uh, download it. And basically what you can do is create slime like when you were a little kid. I don't even know how to close this advertisement. I've seen the ad. Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen the it. ad too. So here, let's maybe create some slime together. Uh, we I thought you actually made it. I thought it was just like ready to go. Yeah. That's cool. So Malika's literally adding like water into this. Well, first it's clear glue, then oh, glue. some Excuse water. Me. Dang. And then some activator. Who knows what that is? Sometimes it's shaving cream. And then I get to stir everything together. It's just like a, a tap and drag kind of game. You can pick some colors. What color do you want, guys? Blue. Blue? Yeah. All right. I feel like my brain's getting these tingles. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> like some sort of ASMR thing. <laughs> uh, except for not for sound, but for your, like, eyeballs. Is there right. sound? I feel like I would love some sound. Does it make some the squishy, squishy sound? Squish. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> just some, like I play it on mute. Do you want some glitter or some hearts or, or sprinkles or foam beads to get stirred in? Maybe some foam beads? Wow, Malika, All right. you're really selling me on this free mobile game. So, uh, Not a sponsor of be, Being a, a CEO of a chaotic family of content creators means that I'm very stressed out. I used to play all these heady games. I used to play Dota 2, okay, MOBAs, That's stuff where I had to use yeah. my yeah, yeah, hardcore stuff. Yeah. Now I'm like, ooh, I'm drawing <laughs> my figure across my my screen <laughs> so that uh, oh, I get to name my slime now. All right. How about uh, what are you gonna name it? I'm naming it Slimer. Blue Slime. Blue Slime. <laughs> and then you can you can click Let's Play and you just click and drag. Can I partake in the slime touching? And, and check it out. It's multi-touch. God. Put multiple fingers on that screen right now. I, How I, many fingers can you put? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is great. I feel like uh, slightly aroused by this. Is anyone else feeling that from that? I mean, I you know, now this used to be like my before bed kind of turn off my brain activity, but now I'm starting to imagine, oh, maybe this is lube or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> <laughs> just drawing, just drag my finger around. I mean, it's it's pretty awesome, like the effect, and and you can do like many fingers. Look at that. That's yeah. four fingers. Multi-touch. It's awesome know. that it detects all that. And too. that uh, my iPhone can process all this. I mean, six. Okay, it's it's. It, I think it's up to five fingers. If you all want to join in, we can put in. A few. All, you don't see this. We're all putting our hands in the slime, right? God. That's crazy. Well, yeah. that's uh, that's cool, Malika. <laughs> I did not think we were going to get 
I, I, I thought we were going to get like a console game or something. Oh, that, all right. I got a console. No, 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 no. I love it. I oh, love it so Open much. your minds, you all. That is part. Did I say I wanted to uplift underrepresented voices in that. fandom? Yes, okay. There is that. There is a whole world of very creative people making games for tabletop, for mobile, for Nintendo Switch, for yeah. PC, on Steam. Um, also, what I've been playing, I'm very late to the party. You all can make fun of me. Is uh, Mario Tennis? Oh, you were you're playing Mario Tennis. Yeah, I haven't even played it yet. It's not wrong with playing. You no, know. that's yeah, that's a game you can go, you can play whenever. I yeah. feel like, yeah. Did you have you done the story mode? Uh, that is all I'm doing right now, yeah. and I like the swing mode mm -hmm. uh, because I used to be a competitive child tennis player. Fun oh, really? Fact, and it kind of brings back some very kind of triggering moments for me because I lost a lot. Yeah. And tennis is a very hard sport to play. You are running around as fast as possible uh, in a concrete court. And my heroes were Venus and Serena Williams mm -hmm. yeah. as like a, a first grader. And I was like, yeah, I'm never going to grow up to be that tall or strong or good. Anyways, um, but this is great because all you do is just raise your arm. Because serving in tennis is so hard, and like hitting it back is so hard. But now I just do this. You know, I'm, I'm, interested, I, I I'm just raising my arm vertically, straight up and down. I never played that. I haven't played aces in uh, in handheld mode because uh, I'm, I'm very. I'm, you know, I've been playing on on. Sorry, in handheld mode. I haven't been playing it. There we go. I haven't been playing it. Uh, come on. There we go. Almost there. Jesus. All right. Sweet. Uh, Let's cut that out. <laughs> I haven't been playing like I've never played that game um, in Joy-Con mode. I've only played it in handheld. So yeah, so I I don't know how the controllers work. Do you? Because I know there's three ways to do. You can when you can hit hit back by doing a slider or a fastball or a curve. Um, not a slider. It's a. Uh, uh, it's called a slice. Slice. That's forehand and backhand. That's the proper terminology. Yeah. yeah. Didn't so know you had a competitive <laughs> tennis player here, did you? So, to, uh, how does it translate into Joy-Con mode? Like, what buttons are you? Is, are you just using one hand? Yes, I am. Well, actually, I'm not because I'm a tennis nerd, right? So uh, you can set it for left or right hand. So the forehand is your dominant hand, and it's a single arm. Your backhand is uh, two hands together and like this. And then your serve is when you throw up the ball with your non-dominant hand. And then with a tennis racket behind your head, actually shoot, you know, hitting it out of the air. So uh, Joy-Con mode, though, is like way simpler than real tennis. Uh, so you don't have to be a competitive tennis player to have fun. Yeah. Um, but it is more sensitive than real tennis. So um, at first, I was hitting everything all the way out. Um, but that's really hard in tennis to actually put enough power behind the ball where sure. it's uh, hitting it all the way out. But with the Joy-Con, because I was just raising my arm too fast, I kept hitting it out of the court over and over and over again. And so I had to be more uh, consistent because it, it really reads the uh, angle of attack. Um, you know, it, yeah. w w so if you kind of attack the ball at a slight angle, it can really like hit it out of the court by accident. I feel, I feel like that, like to do that game competitively with a, just a Joy-Con, it's got to be really difficult because, uh, you know, you're not only are you just re you're not just rebuttaling. Like if you if you like hold up on your on your uh, on the left Joy-Con joystick mm. it'll th hit it like further out or if you like you know hold it down it'll hit it closer to the net um you know there's a lot of different ways to attack it and I, i'm just curious is like I, 
It doesn't like really so di- difficult. Yeah, it doesn't really translate. So um, I think it's like the um, double up is what they call a bunt in tennis, where it's like you're very close to the net and you're just bunting it over. Yeah, yeah. And so I can't do that with the Joy-Con. It doesn't read that way. So if you uh, really enjoy the combos and like comboing moves and attacks and buttons in video games in general, you'll probably want to play it in, um, what do you call this, handheld mode. But if you're like, you know what, I'm tired of sitting and I just want to swing my arms around, the uh, swing mode is a lot of fun. And you can do left or right-handed. Nice. Well, I didn't even know there was uh, that type of mode in uh, Mario Tennis. Oh, uh, you didn't know about the swing mode? No, I didn't even know that. I thought you just play with the Joy-Cons as, you know, handheld. But I didn't know there was actual mode like that. That's no, pretty cool. I thought there was only swing mode and mm. not because I guess I've seen too many, like, <laughs> commercials on the Nintendo yeah. Switch. Yeah. Um, and I was like, this is this is like the new Kinect thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Nate, what have you been playing? I've been playing uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. So have I, <laughs> which is a perfect segue. Let's go ahead and jump into our first news topic, which is our first impressions of Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, guys. Look, at you just picked it up. So right? it takes a long time to download. That's my first impression. You've been downloading it for a week now. <laughs> it, took an, <laughs> it took an hour and 53 minutes, so almost two hours. Yeah. And I have not started playing it yet, but I did watch Zach marathon it on our Twitch channel. Yeah. And... What I really like is it's taking the comic book approach to some of these characters because I was afraid because of the um, the kind of cultural impact of the movies they would just put the faces of the actors right. on there. So I'm really glad that they did like the comic book approach. Well, I well, like it's a, it's a mix. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, they sort of had the voice actors are kind of similar to the uh, movies, which is fine. Well, the voice actors are like. They're literally ripped from the actual shows, and even yeah. Yuri Lowenthal, who's Spider-Man in the PS4 game, is Spider-Man in oh, this really? game. That's, uh, okay. that's our Spider-Man. Okay. And then uh, also one of our friends, um, ooh, why am I black? Um, Scott Porter is yeah. all over that game oh, as yeah. Star-Lord. So yeah. it seems like they got some of the more recent voice actors from the video games mm-hmm. uh, woven into the uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Yeah, and I love that the skins and stuff, it's just like I could see, you know, it's basically the MCU Guardians of the Galaxy meeting right. like 90s Wolverine right. and even you know like like old school uh, looking like you know they, they all Hulk mixed together. and Thor look like they're from the 90s right. like because yeah. how the art style that, that that they have for the game actually still mixes well together with the costumes of the current and the past so it's 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 pretty cool. One of my favorite features of the game is how easy the multiplayer is. It's mm-hmm. you know I had so much fun. I tried it both online and local, and I had a blast both times. Um, people can literally just join your game, and uh, locally, it's man, I I haven't had a couch co-op game like that in years. Like I don't know, like I actually played with with other. Uh, pro controllers. Now the co-op you can play online or is it just online? Uh, okay, so it's both. And yeah, and and, okay. and, okay. and I feel like there's not enough Switch games free. I know Zach and Malika. I know you talked about this. Um, you can play it on your like sh- like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Locally, uh, yes, on local. Oh, so you can play it. Switch, handheld with your own switches. Yeah. So you'll just it's like similar to Smash Brothers where you can like share the game, I guess. Like or you can't share the game, but if you each have it, you can play on your respective switches. It oh, okay. Instead that's, of that's two people on the same machine. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, Zach and I are really looking forward to it, and we feel like this is our next Diablo. That it was like, feels like yeah. that. That's exactly what it feels like. It's like, and my, my thing right now is I'm trying a hard time figuring out like what my team, my main team is for the first time. You know, like I keep wanting to switch it up, but I, I feel like I landed with my team, uh, and I went with, with like the 90s arcade game kind of team that, you know, like, uh, I went with Wolverine, Spider-Man, 
uh, Iron Man and Hulk. You know, that's yeah, you hit all your uh, the, I guess uh, uh, roles. I guess yeah, you hit all your roles. That's that's fine. I mean, I like jumping around to each one of the characters and just playing around and figuring out their play style and just having fun with all of them. You know, but uh, I think a really great feature too, as your team building, is it shows what different bonuses you mm-hmm. get by yeah. putting certain people on certain teams together. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of like hero clicks, you know. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I know they have like Avengers and New Avengers mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, Defenders. They have all different types of tiers you can just mix and ma- match together. So it, it's pretty fun. It's There's pretty little cool. things in it that I find really charming that I didn't expect to find. Like, um, for example, every person has their own special ability, but their special abilities might be a different type of ability, be they're physical, elemental, whatever, you know. Um, and you might f- come across there's might be some sort of obstacle in the way that has a secret item in it. And t- in order to get to the item, you need to combine like wind and thunder. So you would need like, you know, uh, Peter Quill's like wind tornado and th- uh, Thor's like electricity to break it open. Like I find things like that really charming. And uh, I don't know. I, I just like that. They've incorporated that kind of power mechanic, you know? I also like how the um, uh, different special abilities are mapped to the keys and how they're laid out in the UI and the little um, right bumper. And then you can you have more abilities that are mapped to your four buttons there. I think it's just really appreciate the it's design detail. Yeah. yeah. I love how straightforward mm-hmm. it is, but it's also like, man, you got a uh, game's hard. You got a block. Like yeah, Hulk had, will had, die. Yeah, I had to like learn. Oh, that I the died. Hard way, so. I died as Hulk. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm invincible. And well, first of all, it's like I'm Hulk. And then um, er, there are some people who are just as tall as you, and you're like, well, I'm not that Hulk. <laughs> but that makes sense for balance. Yeah, man. Yeah. Although overall, I think I'm really looking forward to beating it. The, the DLC is coming out soon, right? Yeah, DLC. We'll get a DLC next month. Uh, mm. There's a. I think there's a free DLC and a paid one. So X Men, I think, is first. That's the paid one. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm just excited. Like, the story is straightforward, you know. But that doesn't matter. It's still super fun, you know. Yeah. It, yeah. It. A nice little beat 'em ups. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, while we're on the topic of comics, uh, I wanted to talk to you all really quick about our SDCC experience. I know Naeem, you didn't get to no, go. I didn't down. go. So. Um, Malika there was there temporarily. Um, Very briefly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess I'm the only one <laughs> talking <think> about it. <laughs> I did a panel. You did do a panel. Yeah. How, uh, how was your panel? Your game was, it was about tabletop RPGs. Yes. Uh, on Thursday, I was invited to speak at a um, tabletop RPG and Dungeons and Dragons panel, and we just it was awesome. I was actually very surprised and impressed. The uh, it was like a full room. I think it was a 200 person room. Wow. And I actually uh, they asked me. Uh, the moderator of the panel asked me, how can I guarantee people's safety at the table or make people feel more comfortable? Not necessarily guarantee, but how can I facilitate that? Was it Jeff? Was Jeff the... Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Omar said, oh, you should play at Malika's table, which I thought was really sweet. And uh, I actually asked the audience, everybody in the audience, have you heard of the X card before? And... Um, a good amount of people raised their hand, like 10% of the people in the room. I was so proud of them. And so for people who don't know what the X card is, uh, if you play tabletop RPGs, uh, this is a technique you can use, and it's especially useful with strangers. So basically what you do is you get like an index card and you write an X on it. And so as you're doing these different adventures, if there's anything that comes up that makes people feel uncomfortable, all they have to do is point at the X card or hold it up, and people will know, 
okay, let's change the subject. Maybe this got too violent. Maybe it got too sexy, whatever. Uh, oh. You know, it's a yeah. sensitivity thing, and it's really, really cool. And it's especially when we go to big events like Gen Con where you're not familiar with these people. Yeah. Um, it's like a really cool trick. And then I also talked about some other uh, safety techniques. Um, but it was, it was really neat good. that, like, that that audience cared about that. It was so cool, and they were asking about it, and a lot of them already knew about it. So it was it was really great. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, I was there too. I had a with Jeff. I also had a panel. We did a uh, it was a geeky improv panel, which was like a lot of fun. We actually had a pretty like like it was a huge room, and it was about like half full. I'm like, this is great. It was like 9 p.m. at night, and mm. we had a really good time. It was a lot of fun. But I got to walk the floor a little bit, and uh, in terms of gaming, they're a little smaller presence this year. Last year there was a little well, bit bigger. Ubisoft was there, right? And Nintendo had a Booth, it was I very think. small. Oh. They had a small booth, uh, yeah. so Ubisoft. But I didn't get to, I didn't, I didn't get to uh, play with it. You know. Well, also Nintendo had a little bit at the Marriott Hotel, which so they do every year. Yeah, yeah, there was some fun photo ops. Did there you was go in? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's where my panel was. So I saw some very plush and fluffy Mario and Luigi to take pictures with. Yeah. So that that's something I actually look forward to every year. Mm. Is it's called the Nintendo Lounge, and they they have uh, that's where they primarily put all their demos. So if you went there this year, you're able to see Luigi's Mansion 3. You're able to see uh, Pokemon uh, uh, Sword and Shield. And Shield. Mm -hmm. You're able to see um, Link's, Link's uh, Awakening. And I think a couple other games as well. Would but you be able to play them or you just see them? Play them. Oh, okay. And they give out a bunch of prizes and stuff. Um, I was a little bummed this year, but I was like, I got over it because I realized like for the past few years, I had been going and waiting in line to try and do this, um, you know, because I love Nintendo, right? right? And I would get to play the games and stuff like that. But um, this year, there was no press thing to get in or anything like that. Um, there was like, I was encountering a lot of that at the con in general. A lot of major companies are pulling out of a lot of major conventions. Yeah. It's a trend we're seeing across Which, yeah. the industry. But the, the, the Nintendo Lounge is free. It's open to the public. Yeah. Um, so I, I was like, I was really bummed. I even got there early, like an hour early before it opened because I was so down to wait in line. There's already a four-hour wait. Uh, uh, but I was like, oh, wait, but like, this is for like regular like people who don't get a chance to go to E3. Like I already got to experience this at E3. Yeah. So this is like an opportunity for families and people who are in San Diego who don't have a badge to Comic Con to come and experience something really special. I think it's such a special uh, lounge. I think it's real, real cool. Um, and I got over it, but I was real bummed that I couldn't get in. <laughs> but uh -huh. it wasn't for me. So now, yeah. Malika, you touched on something real quick about uh, companies pulling out of these big uh, cons, like. Uh, uh, E3, like, for example, like and PlayStation, and not yeah. at E3. Which yeah, I, yeah. I expect them to pull out something like that because they they don't really need them. In no, my opinion. and they have their own cons right. now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, that trend will still probably still happen as the years go by, and I feel kind of bad in a way for E3 because mm -hmm. E3 was like the spectacle growing up. Yeah, and you were like, oh man, what's going to happen at E3? But now, now uh, it's. No one's really caring about it as much. I mean, it's definitely evolving, and I, I know what you mean because it was like a major cultural event right. and happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know what? In some ways, it's moving to be more accessible mm -hmm. because now it's open up to the fans. I don't know if you're um, familiar with Minecraft events. Yeah. Uh, so Minecon Earth used to be a physical convention, and then now it's just a live stream. Did they? Oh, okay, okay. I didn't, I didn't know they, they transitioned to a live stream. I remember being... Uh, physical uh, years ago, I think mm -hmm. it was years ago, but yeah, okay. So I think like in some ways that makes it more 
accessible because it's like there are gaming fans in China and mm. India and they yeah. don't in Europe and they don't get to go to these things or yeah. and a lot of times these companies like it, do, it doesn't make enough sense for them to go all the way out to some of those countries and so uh, you know pouring their resources into something like a live stream makes mm. sense to me but there is a part of me that's like, oh man, the swag used to be so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I totally get that. And then you, you <laughs> felt like all insider. Yeah, for sure. Well, like I got this backpack and this <laughs> this rolling suitcase with uh, Lucio's face on it. Yeah, <laughs> like BlizzCon. Like, I, I remember like years ago, their their swag used to be like insane. Yeah. I mean, their swag is still really good, but back when in when it was smaller, it was the swag was like crazy good. But I, I see your point with uh, companies pulling out of these. Uh, traditional cons i mean it, it, like i said they don't need to go anymore well yeah. it's very expensive yeah yeah very yeah that's expensive. a lot of money and i think yeah. did nintendo start the trend with the big consoles i believe or was it before that with their for their what do you mean like nintendo does, does their treehouse events or their live mm. they do it on internet as opposed to come to e3 for example, I mean, they had a good presence at E3 this year too. They, did, they had yeah. the um, the the Sonic with the Olympic, the track and field. Oh, they had a Pokemon Stadium yeah. and a haunted house for mm -hmm. Luigi's Mansion. Like they go okay. big, but they do the treehouse where they live stream their like their right. they do exclusive stuff so people can experience it as well who aren't there at the con. Yeah, so they don't do their conferences live anymore. Like. Uh, like they, have they don't do oh I'm sorry, they yeah. they don't do live conferences right. Yeah. They only do they they only do the Nintendo Direct now. Yeah. 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 Yep, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but yeah. I mean, you got Keanu this year, though. Well, yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, were you in a crowd? I know you were in a crowd, but... Oh, yeah. I was getting y'all badges, <laughs> all right? <laughs> I was in the crowd. Uh, yeah, I was uh, in the crowd. But speaking of blizzards, guys, Overwatch uh, released this okay. new character this that was week. Good. Okay. Oh, thank you very much. Last week, I, you know, the chicken thing, uh, whatever. Uh, probably uh, my best segue. <laughs> probably my best segue. Uh, guys, Overwatch has released their new character, uh, Sigma. Their new hero, Sigma, has been released, and fans are a little bit like, what's going on with his feet? Uh, <laughs> if you guys don't know about Sigma, you could go look it up on YouTube, check out the character background on him. He is a, like a scientist or, or a, a phys uh, physicist, right? What's the word we're looking for? Like he looks He's a zero. scientist. Yeah. Specifically it's broad. I know he does something spe uh, specifically within science. A neuroscientist. Okay. No, he's not a. <laughs> no, that is a brain scientist. He is a neurosurgeon. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He's, you know, he's into gravity and that yeah, kind of science. Yeah, that's his thing. So the gravi graviton, gravitron <laughs> science. Is, isn't uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson what is the astrophysicist? Uh, oh, yeah, that was the word. Well, okay. yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's more like the stars and uh, stuff. Okay. I mean, from the video, he's doing a lot of formulas, so he uh, may yeah, be yeah. A, a theoretical. Okay. Type I think of? in the video they said he was astrophysicist though, because he's a, he was like fascinated by gravity. That's sure. Like his whole sure. Thing. I mean, he's definitely into physics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, he's definitely into that cerebral song, gravity. Um. So yeah, he f so what happened is his character he got split up because of uh, he was trying to experiment on gravity and uh, he's got like a Jekyll and Hyde thing kind of going on. You know what I mean? I mean he's definitely got the mad scientist vibe going on, um, and his feet are going on. <laughs> yeah, why do you think? Do you think it's because he's a patient? Yeah, I think it's because he's a patient. Mm. But then if he is a patient, why has he got all the other stuff? You know? Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. Like, he's like he patient. Maybe he's got all this armor on, and then he's got his like feet out. Maybe he finds <laughs> comfort in being barefoot. I mean, that, I don't know. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'm at home. Yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. not wearing shoes right now. Yeah. There, oh. there you go. Maybe we're all Sigma. <laughs> uh, but okay. 
because yeah, for my first instinct was, <laughs> oh, it's because he's a patient. But then he's not wearing the hospital gown with his butt hanging out. But my question for you both, and maybe myself and the people listening, is if he was a woman, would we be so fixated on the feet? You know? I don't I, think, uh, ooh, I, don't I don't think, think so. so. I mean, I think if you're into like a sort of foot fetish, <laughs> either way, this is very arousing, man or woman. But you know, I'm not into feet, so I wouldn't. I can't tell you the difference. You know? Really? I mean, I just think about all these characters like Anjuman and Anjuwoman. I don't think they wore shoes. Wait, they wore like sandals. I thought. Yeah, but bare, like he's got, he's got a what do you call it? The um, there's like a strap on his ankle, but he's not wearing shoes. There's a. Hold on. He got, this is a very big deal. <laughs> <laughs> this is huge because the internet's yeah, going crazy. Oh, they're like half. They're, oh, I see. They're covering his soles. It looks well, like. No, his soles are, uh, the soles are bare. So it's like, oh, man. He's wearing too long pants. His pants are too long. But he's still barefoot. Yeah, exactly. Sort of. I mean, his middle of his feet are covered. Here's the thing. If he's floating, oh. I don't like going outside with barefoot. But that solves it because if you're floating, yeah, you don't have to touch the ground. You can still it's, feel it's a It's cool like breeze. a power move. He's like, oh, I don't need to. Oh, it's like a band. He's got like a band on. Yeah. Oh, so uh, what's they're, that? I think they're called stirrup leggings. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the term we're trying to use. But you know, like, all right, maybe not like Anjuman, Anjuwoman, but I know there are like characters that are like the floaty kind mm. and... They don't wear shoes. Yeah. Right. But they're usually female. Don't martial artists wear stuff like that? Like Ken and Ryu, Ryu uh, they wear. They're called foot wraps. Right. Uh, okay. But they're on the ground fighting. I mean, I wear that when I do Muay Thai. Yeah. yeah that's you're true. right. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, so he's a fighter. He's but a fighter. He, but or he he's a patient. But he does. <laughs> a fighter patient. It's weird. He's a hot man. What's weird? Cause, but he, I don't think he does anything physical, like right? We, I, I haven't they seen released any foot. A, they released, uh, oh, they haven't released any like. Action. I thought they did. They Maybe did he them. shoots stuff out of the soles of his feet. <laughs> I, you know what? <laughs> you I know, like Iron Man shoots stuff out of his hands. He shoots it out of his. Woo! Yeah, I will say the rest of the costume looks. I mean, I, I he looks cool. Feet, he looks cool. Yeah. he looks super cool. I mean, I watched his little like backstory thing, and honestly, he did not resonate as much as like the OG Overwatch characters to me. But maybe I, I if agree. I learn more, you know. I, I I totally agree with you there. Even like I feel like Doomfist was like the the he was a big deal. To he me. was a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then there's like I feel like this one doesn't really in that trailer it didn't fit. It didn't feel like Overwatch. This came out of left field. Like this came out of nowhere. There I was mean, no yeah. build up for it. I I think maybe it's just not made for me. He's uh, what is he Scandinavian uh, or Dutch or something? Yeah. And he's uh, a mad scientist. I'm not mad. I'm not, not a scientist. I'm not smart in that kind of way. Um, I haven't been. You're just regular smart. Like, yeah, and then I haven't mad. been a patient, but I like emerged as like a robot. So <laughs> like I can't relate to this character. You know what I would love them to do, Blizzard, to release an uh, African American woman playing like an actual a character african-american woman. they have yet to do it um they've always released you know white guys or you know but they've been you know been very progressive like uh tracer is like out oh, which course, is awesome yeah. and then we have uh brazilian mm -hmm. korean yeah. Yeah. indian uh characters right so uh you know they've they got some brown folks thank I goodness know, but I, I i want more 
I hear you. Why don't we make a black female scientist yeah. who doesn't wear shoes? Exactly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be great. Well, or maybe she does. I don't know. <laughs> we don't have to see her feet. Yeah. Well, are you Maybe they were like, right now, everything is covered up except for his his head, his face. So maybe they're like, we got to balance it out because you don't see his hands. You don't see his neck. You know? Yeah. You got to have some sort of ventilation. Yeah. yeah. It's come full circle from head to toe. It really does. Well, guys, what are you overall? I think it's cool. I mean, he looks cool. He looks cool. I'm waiting to see what his abilities are because no matter what I think about his backstory or his feet, he may have some really dope moves. Yeah. Which is what all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> so, now you just pulled up a close up <laughs> of so these funny. feet. Uh, does he have nails? Uh, it's <laughs> like very hard to see. I mean, they're in great condition. Yeah. And the toes are a little elongated, quite elegant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what is happening. Well, guys, I think that's enough uh, feet talk. <laughs> and while we're you know, picking at our toe jam, why don't we talk about some real jams, uh, like our favorite video game okay, soundtracks. That's good. That's good, too. Woo! Yeah, you're, you're okay. You're good. Woo! All right, guys. Today we want to talk about our video, uh, video game soundtracks in general. You know, sound Overwatch, for example, <laughs> is is a video game that has such iconic, you know, music to it and yeah. i'd say if you like man i listen to music video game music at work i listen to remixes of it and like, it just it can really amplify experience i just want to talk to you guys today about our favorite and even some of the worst uh video game soundtracks in our own opinions um so. usually at work i listen to a lot of uh old soundtrack face uh back in the playstation era like uh, Tenchu, Stealth Assassins. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love that soundtrack. Actually, the, the composer is right there. You know, it's right in front of me. Nori. I can't Nori pronounce Yuki it. Asakura. There, thank you. Uh, but he has hit the first uh, Tenchu, the second one, and the third one I came on the PS2. Those soundtracks are amazing. Uh, so I, I listen to that soundtrack often, almost every day. As yeah. well as um, Jesper Kidd. Um, I'm forgetting his name. He used to room with. At Hyper House, uh, Alex. 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 Uh, Alex Neat. Yeah. Alex Neat. He, I think. N i e d t. Alex Neat. He, uh, he loves Hitman as much as much as I do, and the way he composes music is very similar to uh, the way the Hitman contracts in uh, Silent Assassin. There, uh, just for kids, how he how he composes uh, the soundtrack, uh, creating environment. Uh, I'm losing my track of words, but. I, I, I think of uh, Alex Neat's uh, way of making music by listening to uh, Jester Kidd's soundtracks nice. on uh, Hitman. That's awesome. Yeah. They, you know, I, Hitman, it kind of reminds me of just like, because I didn't really get into Hitman, but some games I did get into uh, were like Driver. And that's kind of reminds yeah. me of. You ever played the Driver series? Yeah, on the PlayStation, I believe. Yeah. I, th I think they released another one. It was really bad. It pretty was pretty forgettable soundtrack, yeah. but yeah. Hitman reminds me of it. <laughs> well, Hitman does a, a really good job. Jesper Kid does a really good job with uh, setting the mood in terms of in, in different levels. Like, as soon as you hear the, the soundtracks, for example, in a certain level, you'll be straight into the mood of figuring out what's going on. You'll be yeah. like, oh, okay, this is happening. Oh, I'm listening to this sort of sound. Okay, got to be in this type of mood. And I, I like that type of feeling when I'm listening to uh, Jesper Kidd's uh, music. I know he did some work on Assassin's Creed uh, later title, like Assassin's Creed 2. And, uh, oh, 2's and got a great soundtrack. Yeah, 2 and I Brotherhood love that. as yeah. well. He did the soundtrack of that. And he's also working on Borderlands 3 soundtrack that's coming out later this year. So, um, yeah, there's I could go down the, the hole with the uh, old soundtracks. I mean, I love 
music nowadays, like Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Yeah. I, I, Talk about a good soundtrack. Yeah. I don't think you've ever beat it yet, right? Not yet. Okay, yeah. But I've heard but the soundtrack. I, I, I want to hear from you guys first before I even go down the rabbit hole. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in because for me, it's like, you know, there's – it's. I have di- different things I like for different reasons. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I have, I w- if you t- ask me, like name a uh, like your favorite soundtrack for each genre, mm-hmm. I could do that for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I every single you know piece of music, just just like a movie or a TV show, it just in it just really takes you, sucks you in in a way that like other feelings can't. It just right. it taps into a part of your brain that just makes you feel instantly how you're supposed to feel. Like like how that composer for Hitman, you know. Yeah. And uh, I think when the music composer is brought in during the early development of the game, that is just magic, you know? And yeah. I really like games that incorporate music as part of their game mechanic, like Wander Song oh, or yeah. Monument Valley, where, you know, just um, getting the puzzle pieces in the right configuration, then you have a chord yeah. form, right? So those are really satisfying. To me, the person that comes to mind immediately with video game soundtracks is Austin Wintory, who's mm. done Journey, Abzu, yes. a whole bunch of other stuff. I love minimal minimalist music, and the fact that he records with a real orchestra is like so amazing. And when you were saying the emotional journey, that I mean, the f- the way Journey is designed as a game and the environment is already so strong, so powerful, so incredible. And um, did you know when they were first formulating that game, they did a mood trailer. And all it was was concept art with a little bit of animation and Austin Wintory's music to get that uh, game greenlit and kind of funded and on its way. So I think it's so – I love hearing the stories of how, like, um, music can kind of power the development of the game from uh, start to end because it can be really powerful, but oftentimes it's left till the end of production. Uh, you know what, like, the the journey uh, kind of reminds me of the Breath of the Wild soundtrack uh, by composer Hajime Wakai, Hajime Wakai, and, you know, that that sc- score to me is so powerful because it, it, like, the, it just reminds me of how you're in silence and you wake up, you go out, and then you look over, like, the vow, like, all of Hyrule, and you just hear the, the little chimes, the little piano, like, it's, like, yeah. so gentle, and it's so it's just it, it and you can feel like the wind is a part of the score you know what i mean and like you feel i like like you're there like you're in a feel like I, whenever i play that game i try to play it with either headphones or on a tv because like it for me it transports me away from my living room and into like a very peaceful state like that score calms me down like no other i love it so much I also feel that way about all the Final Fantasy music. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. like, the fact that they have concerts of just the music. Right? And they always sell out, too, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. And that he also has, like, his band, too, the Black Pages. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. That's really awesome. Yes. Now, I want to ask you, uh, I know you've played this game for probably over a decade. Oh, oh. <laughs> World of Warcraft music. Yes. How much have you listened to it? I mean, oh, okay. <laughs> You want it? Weird flex Malika story time. Not only am I a child competitive tennis player. Um, so recently I started studying a Chinese musical instrument called the guzheng. It's uh, a long Chinese zither. Imagine a harp, but horizontal instead of vertical. And I, I was compelled 
probably because of Mists of Pandaria and all other oh. like beautiful Chinese inspired music to like, you know what? I'm half Chinese and I know nothing about my culture. I'm going to learn to play this instrument that is over 2000 years old. So I found a teacher out here in Los Angeles and no joke, she did the Guchang music in Miss, uh, Miss oh of Pandaria oh, and Jade oh Empire oh and Kung Fu Panda. Oh. Um, and <laughs> uh, fun fact, I was like, wow, I'm like flabbergasted. My jaw is on the floor and I'm like, wow, you're so that music's great. Um, clearly you performed it. Uh, do you also compose? And she says, oh, no. I improvise. And I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my little world world of Warcraft uh, music story. The, the thing that's I, awesome. The thing I love about World of Warcraft's soundtracks is it takes you on a journey from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. It's like... It, it's like a nostalgia trip, especially if, like, say, I'm in Darnassus and I hear that music. I yeah. instantly interest, I'm teleported to what I was playing when I was 13 years old. And I love it so much. I can listen to it all day, every day, and not get tired of it. Yeah. That's how I feel about a lot of Mario music, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, Mario, sure. I, 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 you know, I think the OG Mario stuff is so iconic. Uh, da, 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 but even, like, I would say Mario Bros. 3 and World, uh, to me, have a, a higher... Um, place in my heart for mm -hmm. music. I think the, both of those have incredible scores and instantly take me, you know, to those worlds. Yeah. You know, uh, also, m I think my favorite, though, has got to be Donkey Kong I Country. swear <laughs> I was going to say something. <laughs> really? right yeah. I was like, Donkey Kong, you guys are going to say Donkey something. Kong is like one of the, oh, man, it's, it's, it's it's jazz, man. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. what the game is. It's chaos. It's, it's insanity. But it's smooth and it's quick and it's fast. And you yeah. don't know what's going to happen next. It's literally the perfect the perfect score to accompany Donkey Kong Country because that game is so hard and fun. And it's in, probably one of the best platformers out there. Um, you know, my favorite song. I could pick out songs from it, from it you know. I think I already know what you're going to say, but go ahead. Is it Aquatic yeah. Ambiance? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> what a great like, I hate it's water so levels, but I would play that water level just like You easily fall asleep to that song. I do yeah. fall asleep to yeah. that song. Yeah. Oh, do you know, you know that song? It's, oh, gosh. Yeah. You uh, got, if you hear it, you would recognize probably. it. Probably. It's, it is. It's like the... <laughs> I think Hector loves that well, song too. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of um, fun stuff, uh, Sonic Three just gotta yeah. shout mm -hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he do the music originally in Sonic? From what I, I hear, it's like I I don't know if it's rumored or been verified, but you can hear it because yeah. it's got the like, you know, it's it's got all his influence on there. Yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, speaking of like, especially songs. with his uh, his efforts, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 um, you know, another another like, I think all the Zelda music in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can like, it's I, I love how it's all influenced. It feels like actually influenced from real life cultures and stuff like that. I love that about that. But and another one for me that I love is uh, Mario Odyssey and uh, Mario Galaxy soundtrack. Yeah, because it's the it, it, it for me specifically if you're looking at Odyssey uh, and Galaxy. The, and Galaxy is uh, D Dusty Gardens. Or Gusty Gardens, excuse me. That song, and then in Odyssey, it's the um, the dinos. Uh, what's that Dino World song? But it's that song. Both of them encompass the sense of adventure and and whimsicalness mm -hmm. that kind of summarizes the Mario franchise perfectly to me. I have a lot of good memories of the Mario sixty four soundtrack too. I yeah, mean, uh, like the water theme. The flying theme, the sands, like they were so powerful. And 
uh, the fact that um, environment, music, and kind of way of traveling were all connected where when you're flying, it's a different thing versus like the metal cap, but you're a little slower versus like swimming, right? So I thought that was really clever that it's not only the environment and the music, but it was really looking at the way you were moving through that environment that oh, really helped totally. kind of determine some of those soundtrack like, choices. In the water one, mm-hmm. it's like the, it's like, it's like boom, 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 yeah. boom, 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 boom. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like you're uh, moving. Like <laughs> it feels like that's how you're and moving. And then it's like the. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. Um. No, there's another. Like for me, I think one that makes me kind of like emotional. You know, is it's so, it's it's the Kingdom Hearts, any Kingdom Hearts yeah. orchestra. Like the orchestrated songs of Kingdom Hearts, I think are so good. You mean the like the introduction? Uh, the what's intro, what's her dearly name? beloved. I, f- I forget her name. Uh, Hikaru Utada. 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 Right. Yeah, yeah. She's so good. Or she's, she's Utada awesome. Hikaru, right? Hikaru Utada. I mean Utada Hikaru. I mean, are you going Asian way or American way? Uh, I don't know, but I think that uh, her songs I think are so good. Yeah. Um, she always gets me to choke up, and even just the score. I forgot who did the actual score, but just hearing the dun. Dun, 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 dun. I'm just like, ah, this right sort of and they alter it life. slightly every iteration. Of yeah, yeah, and it's, it's great. Yeah, I think uh, Kingdom Hearts especially is really great at atmosphere, mm. and yeah. I think music is a huge part of that. Absolutely, yeah. And then there's just sometimes you just want to kill it. It's like, stop this music, please, my God. Uh, or you hear Donald Duck, you know, just randomly just blurt out. This is like a good spot to find some ingredients. I mean, I admit the battle theme um, in Final Fantasy, oh, it's yeah. like, I'm okay. Because it's like everything is pulling enemies, and it's like almost like, no, I just, you know, you want a bicycle mode through Pokemon. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to just keep stop and get interrupted by more enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! Speaking of Pokemon, the uh, like all of those Pokemon's great. There's so many great music everywhere. But right, the bicycle theme. Yeah. I hear that whenever I, hear that, I would yeah. bike. Whenever I bike, I literally <laughs> hear that song. It's insane, insane. Uh, you hear that song when you bike, and wait, what do you hear when you're just like living your regular Matt Acevedo life? The Pokemon Center theme song. Oh, oh my no. god. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Honestly, if you want to know what's like my life song, it's probably like uh, "Live and Learn" from Sonic Battle Adventure 2, or or "City Escape" from Sonic Battle, Battle Adventure 2. Rolling That's around so at the speed of sound, got places to go, gotta follow my That's rainbow. That's why you kept randomly saying that every time it, with Lucas. Every time. Yeah, dude. Okay, I get it now. You get it now. Yeah, I get it. Um, guys, I feel like we could talk forever about how many what we love, but I kind of wanted to pick your brains on what we hate. <laughs> what was there, what scores do you not like? Do you find weak? Do you find irritating? Maybe because you were stuck on a level and it just reminds you of how pa- every time you hear the music it reminds me. Well, of Well, even that. yeah, I'm gonna say like any battle theme yeah. in a game that can get grindy. Even Pokemon, where it does the like swirl, like and it's like I've heard this a million times. Yeah. I totally agree. Where the bike theme represents freedom yep. and progress. <laughs> <laughs> the battle theme means like, y- y- it's another Magikarp, you know? And it's like, <gasps> I can't turn this into a Gyarados. This is a waste of my time. That's perfect. Uh, but for me, it's, uh, God, I love, I love this game. But man, is this character select screen the absolute worst. Marvel vs. Capcom 2 
Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you kidding no, me? You're not no, going to play that? No, I love that it's song. It's so bad. I want to take, take you for a ride. I love that song. How could you say that's bad? Are you kidding me? Oh, God, it's awful. Everybody knows that song. Because it's so great. It's a... It's like it's only like it's only like a sixteen bar. It's only sixteen bars. That's the whole song. And you just that's all it. you need. That's not all you, it's a, you don't think about it, but when you think about it, I'm like, oh, this is this song's terrible. <laughs> that doesn't feel like Marvel or Capcom. I mean, it's so random, but it was so great, and it just makes people just sing. I mean, it makes me sing the song when I hear it when I'm when I'm playing. I haven't played a game in like a decade, but still. Do you sing the song? When you yeah, I do. <laughs> when I was at the arcade, I would sing that song. And I'll bop my head. <laughs> oh my god! I I don't know if there's like a lot of bad video game soundtracks, but there are a lot of unmemorable ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. there for are sure. games that I uh, love, but I'm like, I don't, I can't even hum any of the theme song or the intro. Yeah. Or well, you know, I I agree with you, but I do think that there's bad ones <laughs> because look, I played all of Yoshi's Crafty World. I 100 percent it, and God does that music suck like i get it it's supposed to be cute but when when literally the whole game is the same song That's but bad. with like a different skin over it you go want to go insane and it's all cute <laughs> and it's like it's audience thing it's not may not be well, maybe go, look 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 yoshi's island yoshi's island and even yoshi's story was yeah. uh, targeted to children Just, but yeah. it had an amazing soundtrack it did, it did. It this did. one like i'm like what's going on <laughs> I li- What's going on? Here? I like uh, in Yoshi's story. There's like the hip hop kind of version of the, you know, yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> and it's when you're in the goo, like the underground goo levels. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just to come off Yoshi's Island. Like to come off of how long? When did Yoshi's Island come out? It was uh, 95, I want to say. Is it the same composer? And probably not. Something Kondo, right? I don't think it's. I don't think it's Mario. World composer. Okay. I do want to say, any game, usually when you can drive and Mm -hmm. you can change the music on the radio, the music on the radio sucks. Go license some music for something. (laughs) Like actual (laughs) stuff that's playing on the radio. Yeah. This started first when I was nine years old playing Cruise in the USA. I'm like, what is this beat? It's a waste of my time. Like Grand Theft Auto... (laughs) They kind of revolutionized that when bringing like licensed music into the mm-hmm. genre, yeah. and it was like DDR, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, DDR. Yeah, Dude, I could still get down some like you know. I I I the butterfly. the colors in the sky. I can still feel my feet like doing the. Feel those butterfly turns. Little samurai. I even knows exactly what we're talking about. I hear it all. I used to work in a mall at GameStop, and I walk. I would work across the street, across the way from an arcade place, and I would hear that all the time. So Let's step. Even after closing, they will keep that machine on, and I will hear that song all the time. Select your style. Single play. I even like the the later songs. (laughs) Boom, 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 boom. (laughs) I want you in my room. Let's (laughs) spend this night together. (laughs) Uh, Man, I can hear all. (laughs) Do you guys have go-to DDR songs? Uh, No. You don't? I was, because I worked across the the way when I worked at GameStop, I, I hate it. I hate DDR. I hate DDR. Oh. I, I I can't stand it anymore because oh. I I worked there for so many years hearing the same songs back to back to back to back, and I'm like, 
Can you but, turn the machine off, but please? But Naeem, did you play? No. Did, oh. Yeah, dude, you can play with me. I got. So, I, I have a. You want to know my selection? I have three it? songs on DDR Extreme that I use. Uh, I have, but then I went to DDR Max Two, um, which it's the same songs are there mm. with more. Um, so I have A. It's like my specialty. A. It starts off slow and it gets real fast. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Captain Jack. Oh yeah, Captain Jack's yeah. great. Hey, oh, Captain Jack. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, and then my my finisher was Burning Heat. Oh yeah. Because it f- sounded Serious. like Zelda. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was it was uh, of course on heavy mode. Like. Yeah, dude. Oh, the hardest part on that was the double steps. Oh, we'll talk about workout. Or when you play with the connected pads. Yeah. Man, we got like I, I, I need to play DDR to maybe you redeem your bad you memories. But I had so much bad memories just hearing <laughs> and hear a song. Some kids. Wait, have you seen like like pro oh, I've DDR seen, yeah, of course, players? Yeah, yeah, they they're they amazing. They like walk yeah, on that shit. They are amazing. But yeah. just hearing, just seeing little children just step and just jump up and down and missing the cues and all that. I used to go to the Starcade in Disneyland because I had an annual pass because I lived like 20 minutes from it. And me and my friends, I'd make them wait <laughs> so I could play around <laughs> DDR. And I'd get a crowd, and I was playing on heavy. I did real good, and I had a finisher, and I'd never know if I hit it. It was like doubles, uh, you know, like uh, both your feet, like double-double. Uh, and I went, da-da, and turned around. It was like, one turn. And then I'd be like, <sighs> and I'd look at my <laughs> friend. I'm like, did I hit it? <laughs> 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 oh, man. But yeah, we should have a whole DDR episode, man. Yeah, we should just talk about rhythm games. Yes, I have some yeah, faves. Dude, yeah, um, have me back for that back. one. Yeah, I would okay. love that. We love okay. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I do want to throw one honorable mention. Okay. Of a game, soundtrack. All right. NBA Jam for the SNES and Genesis. That was that was a good one because uh, it was like summed up the '90s basketball. Yeah. Like real nice. That's uh, a good and one. I still hear it in my head. Yeah, that's a good one. Whenever I play basketball, I hear that. And Mario Kart. <laughs> I just want a um, – can you post on Twitter your schedule when you wake up to when you go to bed? What are the different uh, When I wake up in the morning, I hear the, uh, I hear the Ocarina of Time morning change. Oh, my gosh. Uh, when I'm hammered, uh, <laughs> when I'm hammered, I hear the uh, – oh, man, what do I hear when I'm hammered? Nothing. <laughs> I think that's poetic. When I'm hammered, I'm like, there's nothing in the world. <laughs> nothing matters anymore. So when do you hear the, uh, well, it's not a video games song, but the Pacific Rim uh, main thing? Whenever I'm about to kick some butt, dude. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I hear that one, too. Let's go. We got to go to the movie. It's starting in 15 um, minutes. <laughs> um, I, when I'm weightlifting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Guys, I honestly, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. I feel like we could talk about this forever. Yep. It, it, yeah. So much you could bring up with game channel tracks. So much memories. Yeah. P- uh, Pop, Papa the Rapper. Oh. Yeah. That's a music game. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, guys, it's about time. Let's go ahead and say our goodbyes. Uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening to Hit Points. Uh, if you have, we would love if you have any questions. We would love to hear from you. We also let us know what's your favorite video game soundtrack. What do you hold dear? And what do you think of Sigma's feet? Uh, let us know at refillyourhitpoints at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me at the Acevedo on socials. You can find Naeem. At the vicious fool at, G- uh, at oh god I also made my, my Gmail at the vicious fool on Instagram and Twitter, and I am at hello underscore Malika on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, and don't forget to ch- ch- check out 
twitch.tv slash GenCon TV next week to see us doing stuff uh, at GenCon. I think, well, yeah, all of us will be involved in some way or the other. Yeah. Well, guys, it's been a lot of fun. Um, uh, We're going to take you out with some acapella. We'll see you next week.